0: Hello everybody and welcome to season three of the True Crime Banter Podcast. The podcast team are bringing you your dose of murder relaxation, so just sit back and enjoy. everybody hi hi how you doing over there so you're about great. to take a little sippy sip of some yeah. drinky drink hello hey. everyone
1: hi welcome
0: to season three of the true crime banter podcast
1: should we tell people what we're sipping on
0: uh sure what are you sipping on Maybe do other you even people know i know on? i made it for
1: you so i know you're the best bartender and the most handy one since we live <laughs> together um it's always vodka here. and something so vodka sure. lemonade vodka sprite something Kind of boring, but yeah, I think what about you? What's yours? Yours is brown over there. Uh, I got Jim Beam it and looks some like sewer water. Coca Cola Zero. Ooh, okay, zero. yeah, okay. that's pretty
0: good. You know, it's I'm a lightweight, so <laughs> <laughs> like like a, a shot of that yeah. kind of fucks me up. Uh-huh. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Hi, Uh welcome to season three. We've got a nice, fun little game for you guys today, and. I made this game a few weeks ago because I knew we were going to be recording soon. And I I set this up because there was a, a national day that just passed last week. National Color TV Day.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> didn't see that coming, did you? No.
1: Why didn't you bring this up before?
0: Uh, because I didn't want to give you any hints as to uh, our little game that we're going to play here. Okay. Little five-second songs going on here. So I picked five songs. And yeah, I just found out we're uh, doing this
1: like 3 seconds ago so. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Be good. I'm
0: excited for this. I I got five songs here and they are by the way National Color TV Day is like a I don't know, like an appreciation for the fact that we have like televisions and <laughs> shit, I suppose. I see you did your research. <laughs> okay. I was like that sounds like a bullshit day. <laughs> yeah. But I can make a game out of it. Yeah, so there's that's like what National
1: Step Sibling Day. There's everything you can step think of. Step Sibling Day. There's literally everything you can Half Sibling Day, Step Sibling,
0: and um, Non-Sibling Day. Yeah. So I, those are my favorite. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs>
0: but this one, I've got five songs, and you're going to listen to five seconds of... It is... I guess the the theme songs for five different TV shows. Oh. So okay, I'm going to give you a point if you can name the song or a point if you can name the TV show that is four.
1: Okay. And then obviously two if I get both right. Obviously. Yes. And then are we doing that how we did last time with that countdown thing? Uh, the no. Sound- I'm just okay, going to so give you okay, just good. like
0: 10, 10, 15 seconds. Okay. No, I don't know. Okay. And uh, let, I'm going to turn this up so you guys can actually hear it because we did get some reports that the last game was a little quiet for people yeah
1: for some reason
0: oops <laughs> <laughs> anyways all right we're gonna go here um this is a song okay
1: i'm so stressed out right now okay. from
0: the night i rem- if i remember correctly it was two songs from the 90s okay two from the 2000s and then one wild card Fuck, okay. so wild here card. you go
1: fresh out the box stop Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. What the fuck is that? I I don't even no. know. Oh my god! I've gosh, never heard of this in my up. life. No guesses. Uh, Nickelodeon. It is Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it yep, oh. yep. the it, child? Is it the is it the one where they serve burgers?
0: Cool. That's <laughs> is pretty close. <laughs> no,
1: nope, but first?
0: they did. I think they got their start on the show. This is all that.
1: Oh, ah. <laughs> See,
0: there we go. Yeah, that's actually. Okay, uh, I remember. If I remember correctly, this is where Keenan I think like I should get Kale like
1: a micro point for that.
0: Yeah, you could.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it to myself. You could. So All right. All
0: right. We'll keep track. We'll keep official yeah. scoreboard and Christian scoreboard. Okay. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know at the end. I'm going to have 100%. All right.
0: All right. So uh, in on my scoreboard, you're 0 for 1. Okay. Here you go. Song number that. two, also from the 90s. Great. And from my childhood. Okay. That's, I'm not going to give you any hints yet. Okay. Here we go. All this energy calling
1: me. Back where it comes from I'm real. I have no idea. I have no, no, no idea. Clue. Am I no, I you on have these no ones? idea.
0: Not a clue at all, huh? What if? Do you know this?
1: Oh my god, I'm seeing this. So what is this? This is
0: the Drew Carey show.
1: <gasps> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's a like fever a, dream I had. <laughs> that's a oh throwback my there god.
0: That. I remember watching the show all the time, and yeah, that but, like, show
1: was great. Actually, having
0: no idea what the no, show was. No,
1: no one should like have let me watch that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was unsupervised a lot.
0: Well, there you go. There's a nice little throwback wow. for you. So now we're into the 2000s. I feel like
1: I'm not mad that I'm losing because I feel like I'm getting all these memories as like a win. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah, a win. You're singing the song, me.
0: but you're acting like I'm you like, don't. Wow, know what it. a
1: nice little feeling for losing. Oh. Okay, go well, ahead. there. You go. All okay, right.
0: song number three. Here okay. we go.
1: Oh, Gavin DeGraw for sure.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right.
1: Is it? I don't want to be. Okay.
0: That's pretty good. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Do you know what TV show it is from? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Sorry. That is from One Tree Hill. Oh, my gosh. So, there you go. Good job.
1: What was the show? One Tree Hill. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Well, there
0: you go. Okay. But you got the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, pretty good job. All right.
0: Uh, let's see if we can yeah, get the next one. my sister loves though. him.
1: I think she had a poster of him or something on her wall. <laughs> oh, you I wish everyone, see everyone her could face see right me now. right now.
0: It's like, oh, uh, it's something. I hit literally her, and it's now like she can't.
1: The neurons in my brain are having a party. <laughs> And they're all wearing oh scrunchies boy. and playing with brats. Um, it's not Zoe 101, is it? Like close, something like that? No. Lizzie McGuire, I'm give you something one in One more that. guess. Oh my god. It almost sounds like the Shania twin. Like that don't impress oh, me much. I know close. it's not, I know. <laughs> Hannah Montana. Mm. <laughs> is it not?
0: It is. Okay. Yep. Yes, Wait. it is Hannah Montana. Oh my god. Almost, almost. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, I knew it was. All right, the next one's, like I said, a wild card. People are going to be so mad at me. I just know it.
0: This one, we'll we'll see. I think think you're going to do well (sighs) on this one.
1: okay oh my god this was Wait, 90s no, this no no no
0: this was the wild a oh,
1: wild card one. yeah that's just dexter okay yeah All for right. sure that's yeah dexter of, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that plays in my dreams a fa- <laughs> favorite of ours if
0: people don't know that we're big fans of oh dexter, yeah so. especially
1: riley yeah
0: whoa not just me but...
1: yeah i love it yeah. i just see him cutting the eggs and the steak and like i just yeah. see the intro yeah you
0: chewing on it okay, yeah yeah, yeah yeah i I will admit, I did spend one day at work um, mm. with music on in the background, and it was just a Dexter Yeah, soundtrack. I bet he
1: did. I bet.
0: And uh, it was fun. It was an <sighs> enjoyable day. So I bet it was. <laughs> anyways, I, I think mm-hmm. on both of our scorecards, you got like less than... Yeah, a I got like rate, nothing. So. That's
1: okay, though. I Now that I kind of have a grip on what we were going for for that, or you, I don't feel as bad about missing it. Because I have always been like a split kid. Where I was half of me was very much my age at the time, and the other yeah. half was like kind of an old man watching oh. like John Wayne and stuff. So right, I never right, was right. fully yeah, yeah. enveloped in the nineties or the early two thousands and like yeah.
0: Well there you go. Yeah. And I wanna know uh, if anybody else had some weird like uh, fever dream flashbacks yeah. hearing those songs. Okay, I that really Cleveland quick. rock song from the Drew yeah. Carey Show always plays really, in my mind, but yeah. not, I don't wanna say always. Plays in my mind. Occasionally. Yeah. And me I'm and like, my sister will
1: talk from. about this sometimes if you guys i'm sorry i promise we'll be done in just a second um i just wanted to g- say this really quick if anyone else remembers the big comfy couch
0: oh my gosh yes uh, that was I another only remember one that i the, blocked out the the lady doing the stretching yeah with the clock like, yes because that was impossible i mean yeah. it's still impossible for most people yeah. i feel like but
1: yeah yeah that was another one that wasn't <laughs> real i thought it was a real yeah you, you forgot wife. that okay. that was a thing yep Okay, All right, anyway. well, uh, there it is. There you go. <laughs>
0: Let us know how you guys did on uh, the Instagram oh comments my God. and my People probably
1: did so good. They're probably so mad at me. Uh, right. Feel free it's to uh,
0: leave a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I, I, I was actually telling my, speaking of sisters, uh, my stepsister, but pretty much full sister, um, that most of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts, which is weird.
1: I, know, I don't I want think, to say weird. No, but other people say that when I tell them I listen to Apple Podcasts. People think that's weird, and I never understand that.
0: I, I think just because it seems like there's better platforms out there, more but why dedicated. is it better?
1: They're and that's all, a great question. They all play the same stuff. I don't get that's why it's question. better.
0: You know what? Why don't you guys listening to Apple, Pod, Apple Podcasts yeah. tell us why Apple Podcasts is actually...
1: It's probably old people. Better. It's probably old people like me that are just like, oh, it's right there. It's called podcast, like Apple True. Podcast. Yeah, so I am just going to use it. Yeah. That yeah.
0: might be what it is. Yeah. too is the fact that it's already, it's already right there on most yeah. phone. So, um, and then before we get into the case, you are going to be discussing the case of
1: oh, um, John George Hay. Yes, and, this and this was, was um, we have a super super throwback old school OG listener. Yeah, like Nicolet might be first. nicolette burrow um we i mean i've been talking to her for forever and she i kind of said that i wanted to start doing listener shout out episodes and i was like well maybe i'll start with you since we already talked so much um like give me like five and she gave me some and some were foreign which i love the overseas ones but some depending which country or continent they're from the names and the dialect can be yeah. really hard to pin down and you take such a, a simple case, then you have all these names pronunciations and now it becomes very complex because I'm the type, I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, so I'm going to do all the research. It correct. It's another week just to learn how to pronounce everything right. So yeah. these cases take longer. So finally we settled on this one. And yeah, and here we are, and it's super old school. Yeah. So, so
0: thank you, Nicolette, for the yeah recommendations. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if you guys again, I mean, I'm on board with you. I would love to to yeah. follow. Or it's kind of nice more. to let
1: them do the thinking. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you guys have any cases you want to recommend, feel free. But this one's recommended by Nicolette Burrow. Yeah. And uh, we're Thanks, just gonna girl. get right into it.
1: Yeah. Englishman John George Hay found himself in the interrogation room, sitting across from two inspectors. But if he thought he was nervous, you'd be wrong. John was a man of confidence, a man of ego, and that's how he got himself caught. He just didn't know it yet. The two inspectors started with small talk, the usual, getting him comfortable. They hardly needed to, though. John was always comfortable. He was a chameleon. It never mattered where he was or who he was surrounded by, he always found a way to blend in. This skill is exactly how he went undetected for so long. That, and it was the 1940s, so solving crimes was a whole different ballgame back then. This wasn't their first time meeting, though, so they skipped the introductions. John was known to the force, but for smaller things, financial crimes, petty thieving, the huge... The inspectors weren't here about forged checks, though, something much more serious this time. They started by asking him the last time they had seen Miss Olive Durand Deacon. The sweet and wealthy older lady hadn't been seen by any of her friends in some time, and since John was acquainted with her, maybe he knew where she was. Lighting up a cigarette and leaning back a little too comfortably, John said he had no idea. The last time he had seen her was the Friday before. They were actually scheduled to have a business meeting, but she never showed. John and one of Olive's friends had been the ones to report her missing, after her friend expressed concern since she hadn't seen her in days. So John accompanied her down to the station to fill out the proper paperwork, but that was days ago. Now, after some casual questioning, one of the inspectors pulled out a handkerchief opened it up and set it down quietly on the table. He sat back, silently staring at John. John's chill demeanor shifted immediately and the color drained from his face. His eyes fixed on the items in the handkerchief. In front of him laid women's jewelry, not just any jewelry though, they were items belonging to Olive Deacon. The last time John had seen those items, He was trading them for cash at a local pawn shop. What reason could he have for selling missing women's belongings? Cops had tracked down the jewelry, and the shop owner identified John George Hay as the man who brought them in. John stared long and hard at the jewels, eventually looking up, takes a deep breath, lights up another cigarette, and with a tone of defeat, said he would tell them everything. The question inspectors had was, where is she? It seems at this point, the authorities thought she had been kidnapped or was being kept somewhere. With a long pause, John says, well, what's left of her is dumped outside my workshop on Leopold Road. Confused, they asked what he meant, and he said, that's where the remaining sludge is left. You see, it didn't start with Miss Deacon, it ended with her but only because he got sloppy. If he hadn't been so careless in pawning her items, he might have continued the scheme his whole life. He took the inspectors back to the beginning, back to his first victim, William McSwan, who he met back in 1937.
0: The relationship started as one of business. William came from money and needed a driver to take him around to business meetings, parties, so on. And with John being quite the charmer, the two got along very well. But John was someone who liked nice things. Problem was, he never had the funds to supply that lifestyle. He eventually got tired of small paychecks, and this is when his habit of stealing began. Soon enough, karma caught up with John, and he found himself in jail. But William was a good friend, and visited John often throughout his time spent behind bars. So when John's sentence was up, the two met at a local pub called The Goat, where they had drinks and caught up. Unfortunately for William, while John was behind bars, he had a lot of time to think and plan. Poor guy had no idea he walked straight into a trap. After countless rounds of drinks, it didn't take much convincing to get William back to John's ground floor flat. Once inside and once William's back was turned, John hit him in the head repeatedly until he stopped moving. John said it took about five minutes for William to die. And once he did, John lifted his body into a giant oil drum that he had ready in the other room. This is when he put his long-thought plan into action. After some struggling to get William's body crammed down into the container, John retrieved his pre-ordered jug of sulfuric acid. He poured gallon after gallon on top of William's body until he was almost entirely submerged, minus his feet sticking out of the top. John admits for his first time dealing with sulfuric acid, he didn't do half bad. He definitely walked away with some notes, though. He said he didn't realize how hard it would be to breathe. He had to take dozens of breaks to go outside just to get fresh air. His flat had a drain in the bathroom, and after he left to get dinner and returned back and continued the process, the next day he was easily able to dispose of William down the drain where he said he floated right out into the ocean he gained possession of william's belongings even being brazen enough to go down to the bank and drain his accounts he even signed over his properties and deeds to john as william in front of people john might have thought he was clever but when william's parents came around asking questions john realized he didn't Think about the cover up story portion of his plan. Thinking quickly, he told the McSwans that William had to run off to avoid being drafted. It wasn't a totally unreasonable excuse at the time. World War II was in full swing, and the Allies needed all the men they could get to fight against Hitler's regime. This satiated the McSwans temporarily. But when the war had ended and William still hadn't returned, his parents were back and asking around again. And if you think John had enough of a soul to leave the McSwans alone, you'd be very wrong. The concerned and loving parents had unknowingly put targets on their back. Besides their nosy questions raising alarm, John also saw the large financial gain. The McSwans provided. His motivation for killing William was strictly financial. But eventually, William's money ran out. Most of it had been tied up in business dealings with his parents, who he worked closely with. Not only could he get rid of the snooping parents, but John thought he could get their money too. It wasn't long until he was back at it.
1: It's now July 2nd, 1945, and John somehow persuaded 67-year-old Donald McSwan to his flat, or once inside, shot him in the head. He repeats the same sad method he carried out on his son, lifting his body up and into a giant oil drum conveniently nearby, before dumping gallons of sulfuric acid on top and letting the chemistry take over. He had perfected his method by now, donning long rubber gloves, tall rubber boots, a giant rubber apron, and a gas mask. He didn't wait much longer before getting the mother, 62-year-old Amy, over to the flat with the ruse that Donald had fallen ill. Once inside, the same fate met her as well. Once the days-long process was finished and the remaining mix 1 liquids had been dumped down the drain, John cleaned up and made his way to the bank, where he brazenly posed as William McSwan again, signing over his father's business belongings and earnings to himself, AKA John. Once again, surrounded by multiple witnesses, and yet nobody questioned it, even though multiple people knew the McSwans. This only fed John's ego. He felt invincible. Why wouldn't he continue? John made off with about 8,000 and 9,000 pounds, Doing the math, aka Google, that adjusts to two hundred seventy-eight thousand five hundred six pounds today. Converting that for the US, that's three hundred fifty thousand three hundred seventy-four and forty-seven cents in today's money.
0: So. A lot. A lot.
1: Yeah. Yes. Pretty close to half a million, but yes. I'll take it. Yeah. You would think back then he could have made that last a very long time, but not good old Johnny Boy.
0: Oh, Johnny.
1: He spent his days frolicking around England, gambling, parting the nights away until he woke up one day with no money, and the hotel he stayed at was asking him for the week's worth of rent he hadn't paid yet. It's now 1947, and the McSwan payout had quickly been burned through. In between the spending and drink benders, he had met a lovely couple, the Hendersons. Did he meet them at a lavish event or perhaps shopping in a high-end store? Oh no, John's a predator. He spotted them with an ad in the paper for a beautiful luxury home for sale. So John wrote them, stating he was interested in purchasing the house, even though he was massively in debt. John did what he had been doing for so long at this point. He charmed his way in. He knew full well he was never going to buy the house, but that wasn't the point. A couple selling a grand estate, well, they must be worth something to begin with. Why not make their acquaintance? The Hendersons agreed to meet, and before long, John had completed the assignment. He won them both over. He offered to walk their dog, who he actually became quite close with, and even helped them around their house. At some point, he did admit that he didn't have enough money for the house, but at this point, they were all already best friends, so they thought nothing of it. They spent their days partying and mingling among the wealthy. John was in his element yet again. Eventually, he decided it was time and he made his move. By this time, John had actually acquired a workshop, which was basically just a shitty basement area he rented But the catch was, it didn't have a drain. So his solution was the yard out back. He got Archie over with some ruse and like a dance he had mastered, step by step, he fell into his routine. Once inside, a shot to the head, oil drum, acid, disposal. And once he was taken care of, his wife, Rosie Henderson, was next. And once again, She joined her husband in this cruel ending. John got started on his cover-up plan. He wrote letters to both of their families, posing as the couple, saying they had gone overseas, buying him some time. And as with the McSwans, he proceeded to their banks where he signed over the Henderson's properties to himself, posing as Archie Henderson. The inspectors, listening to this long twisting tale, were baffled how he had gotten away with such fraud connected to such wealthy and well-known people, and every single time had gotten away with it. He then drained their bank accounts, and with the Hendersons owning homes, he also took money from the renters who occupied the homes. Another profitable run for John. This excuse only lasted for a short while. He had made the mistake of murdering two people with large social circles. It wasn't long before friends and family started asking questions, and John told them that the Henderson's were having money issues and had taken off for South Africa, perhaps hoping to get rich. It
0: bought him more time, but not for Rosalie's brother, Arnold, who was very suspicious and persistent but the letter he got was in his sister's handwriting, so it was hard to argue. What Arnold didn't know was that John had mastered copying handwriting from his days, forging signatures for checks and other illegal schemes. What really bothered Arnold though, was a letter that he received from his sister saying that John was such a good guy and to look after him while they were gone. It also mentioned how they owe John twenty five hundred pounds and if it wasn't paid in a couple months to give John their car and house as payment instead. This really, really, really sounded weird to Arnold. And he just couldn't shake his feelings. And I think we can both agree Yeah, the the car Yes, super sketch. House.
1: Super sketch, bro. Yeah.
0: He decided to come to London to search for her, but had no luck. Even with all these weird mentions of John High, he never suspected him of anything. John was such a nice guy, such a charmer, and so helpful, it couldn't have been him. One time when they met up, Arnold even spotted his sister's address book in John's car, and he still thought nothing of it. Eventually, he gave up and left London. Now whether John was a dumbass or was getting off on this, he was almost caught and still carried on. But being cocky almost always ends poorly. It's now 1948 and he rang in the new year with almost over a quarter million dollars in today's money. But almost exactly a year later, he was back in debt with not only his bank, but his hotel, again. The hotel he was staying at was home to many wealthy people, including Olive Durand Deacon, which is how she became his last victim. His sloppy mistakes with Olive had landed him wrapping up his story of twisted acid bath murders to inspectors in July of 1949. At some point, the conversation of being hanged had come up during the interview. John was shocked and stunned. He couldn't imagine why they'd hang him. He generally thought he would just walk out that day because there was no evidence of any crime he had committed. He was of the idea that since there was no body, he could never be convicted. Inspectors informed him, you can still prove murder with no body. And this is when John's whole defense changed. He was now claiming, of course, to be insane. Legal teams on both sides knew they had their work cut out for them.
1: It was July 18th when his trial began, and he entered court that day being charged with the murder of Olive Durand-Deacon. While they didn't have a fully intact body, authorities had visited his workshop on Leopold Road, to look for her remains in the area that John said they would find her. Of course, they weren't looking for a skull or intact remains, but they did find a purse of olives that had refused to break down in the acid. They also found her dentures, which resisted corrosion, and finally, experts were able to identify gallstones amongst the rubble, knowing what to look for. It was later confirmed by Olive's doctor that she did indeed suffer from gallstones, With the little evidence they had, the prosecution buckled up for whatever Hayes' team had planned. When it was their turn to speak, Hayes' lawyers admitted John had indeed committed the murders. But right on cue, John said he shouldn't be locked up, rather spend his remaining days at the local asylum than hanged. The insanity plea had only been in use for about 100 years when John's stay in court had come. It hadn't always been a thing before this. It stemmed from a century earlier when a man was attempting to assassinate a politician but was mistaken and shot a civil servant. His name was McNaughton, and once on trial for murder, his lawyers argued, McNaughton suffered from delusions. They won and he was set free. This sparked outrage across England and thus the McNaughton Law was passed. The now known insanity plea has two sides of argument. They must prove that either the defendant had no idea what they were doing at the time of the crime, or if they were aware during, did not know what they were doing was wrong. And with that, John's lawyers began. They didn't have much, but what they did have, and what they held on to tightly, was their one and only witness, a psychiatrist, the only one of many, that had a slight idea that possibly Hay was mentally off. During their sessions, John had told Dr. Yellowlees, tales of drinking his victim's blood and serving a higher power and something about crucifixes in the woods. The doctor didn't even say he was mentally impaired, but he did believe John was paranoid, but that's about as far as it went. The court, the jury, and the prosecution was not swayed. August of 1949, John was hanged and buried within the prison grounds. Everyone was glad he was gone. Death had finally caught up to a man who selfishly brought it upon so many of his own victims, who at one point had been friends. But the sad irony is, the villain's body got a burial and a headstone, but his victims will never receive either. Well, I'm curious. Is this a case you had heard of, known about, anything at all in the realm? So
0: here's when you look up his name, and I use Chat GPT for some of this. Okay, <laughs> great. The Acid Bath Murders. Yes, that's what he's known yes. as, kind of the yes, murderer. Yes, exactly. Um, that I've heard of. Yeah, His name specifically, no. Right. Now, the idea that he (laughs) he tried to plead insanity for it all. Yeah. Is like, it's interesting. I don't want to say interesting. That's what I find almost comical. Yeah. Because this is 1949. Yeah. So long ago. And you're thinking that people nowadays are still using the same stupid excuse of like. Right. I'm just insane, but you know exactly what the fuck you're
1: doing. Also, from what I could see back then, I mean, I don't know if you would, you would think the insanity play had only been around for a hundred years. People would be using it left and right. You're like, oh, there's this new thing. I'm gonna use it whenever. But it didn't seem like it was something people really were seeing as an out, or like, I'm gonna use this if I can, kind of thing. Maybe perhaps back then people, especially defense attorneys, were kind of like
0: respected the idea. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's not
1: just use this whenever we can. But that also might kind of play into the fact that this guy was insanely smart. Like you have to be somewhat smart to be a con man.
0: It almost makes you wonder was he the first person to think that well this insanity plea exists? Yeah. That if I ever get caught, this is what I'm gonna use.
1: Like as the first actual defendant to bring it up. Yeah. Not like a defense attorney, Not, like, let's fake it. Like, let's
0: yeah. be real, this guy's right. actually insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um who knows? every time I hear the acid bath bath murders, yeah. I always think of that movie Untraceable where I don't remember. It was uh, it we like watched like Halle Berry or something. No, no, no. But we watched Sandra it once. Bullock, something. Where mm-hmm. um they're basically being taunted by this murderer and who's live streaming all of his kills and like the more follows he gets or more people interacting with it the faster the person dies yeah 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 yeah, and, yeah. and one of them is the dude sitting in water with like battery acid that like the more people that engage with it oh, the faster the acid okay. gets leaked
1: I've heard of this and that's
0: what I always think of yeah and I'm just like that's such a gruesome way to oh, go yeah. out now, oh yeah no thank god like these people are already were dead, already dead right but
1: it was more of a disposal yeah. method thank god yeah
0: and uh i could not imagine like the no disgust of having no and to, like, this is where
1: you it. you find that this is a, a very much like a, a niche or a genre of a killer is that it is a financial thing he's not mm-hmm. out here like i just love killing he's like i love money and people stand in the way yeah, of yeah and it yeah. has
0: more to do with like his upbringing and yeah. how he was like raised or like yeah. the the lifestyle he was used to versus yeah. I have a th- like you're saying it would right. it's this you know dark passenger yeah. inside of me that's
1: I also feel like I kind of like now cuz I wrote the script like um weeks and weeks ago that I feel like once I'm now reading over it and we have talked about it and stuff that I feel like I kind of glossed over the last fa- the last victim olive mm-hmm. um where I was like oh yeah she just like died too but like her thing was At the beginning, I'd mentioned John had told police that she was supposed to show up for a business meeting and he hadn't seen her. She never showed up. Okay. Well, he had gotten her to his like basement workshop flat thing because he was going to help her start like a a makeup company or something. And she had money. So she was like going to invest. And he's like, oh, I do business stuff. Okay. And then he had got her there. And anyway, that's when he waited till she had like was turned around and shot her in the head. Basically the same as everyone else. But I feel like I didn't really explain that. Um, right, because right, right. it started with her, and then at the end, like yeah, yeah so she basically met really the same fate where she just fell victim to this charming guy and another ruse. And here, and she really, all and it was
0: was that he was trying to pawn her
1: her stuff,
0: and that's what yeah. got him caught. And like, it sounds
1: <laughs> like, a, wow, how can he be so stupid? But also in 1940 something, why would you yeah, think that would ever thinking, be traced back yep. to you? Yeah,
0: yeah, you almost wonder, like, man, if he. If he just continued on with... If she wasn't the next victim. Right. If there was another victim that he could take their assets without having to pawn it. Like, how long could he have actually gotten away with this? Or if he
1: had, like, been a traveling murderer. Like, why didn't you just go town to town kind of like... I don't know. That sounds fucked up. But I'm obviously... Once again, again, we're glad he made mistakes. And it plays back
0: to, you know, he's doing it to live up to a lifestyle he's used to. It's not actually...
1: And this is where the ego thing comes in. But I think I... I think I'll show my dad pictures of it. I was like, "Oh, this next case we're doing, this guy's fucking weird. I'm mean, not just weird, but like yeah, I he, mean, everyone pictures, we cover is fucking weird. But the but. pictures of him, um, and it's 1940s like newspaper, like you see like the big old chunky cameras with the flash and yeah. stuff, and you see him like being escorted in and out of the courtroom and uh, surrounded by cops and uh, security, and every time he he looks a little bit Charlie Chaplin ish. And he always seems to have this really fucking weird smile on. Like, he is so glad to see the media or something. And it's like, yeah, look it up, please, really quick. Yeah, John George, yeah, look it up. Yeah, look it up. I, yeah. And it's always that. this little cheeky smile. And it's, you can tell it's not faked. He's not like, wow, I love being famous. He's like, it's the ego thing where he just, he just knows he's the shit kind of thing. It's just weird.
0: First off, yeah, he definitely has that Charlie Japlin look. Yeah, that is but wild. But he has these
1: dark eyes that, like, are almost rodent-like, where there's really nothing there. And you're like, oh, I get it when people say, like, there's nothing behind these, like, eyes. Yeah. Are you seeing it? I- There's something there. Yeah,
0: there's a few of these photos that you're like. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you can see it now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and maybe it is just how dark they are. And granted, these are You can see
1: why he's like, he's kind of got this like cheeky thing about him. We're like, oh, I get why he would like be a charmer. Like he's kind of got this like fun little thing going on. It's a legit like
0: genuine smile while he's arrested to another police officer. Like if you were
1: to not know these were taken outside of a courtroom while you're being charged for murder. You think he's on a date or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just landed. Or just he just saw an old friend or something. Or like, I don't know. I know. Super oh, weird, John. yeah. Oh, John. Oh, Johnny. Boy. Oh, Johnny. Thank boy. God you make We're mistakes hanged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, thank you. Thank so, you for yeah. that. And uh, thank you for all thank of you. Thank you, listening. Nicolette, too, once again and, for yeah, shouting out. I had heard of it, Holler.
1: but now once I like delve back into I'm like, wow, interesting. Yeah, fucking piece of gross, shit. <laughs> yeah, gross and interesting. Yeah,
0: um, again, if you guys have any suggestions or um. I don't know. I'm, I guess I want to know what they think about this, if they've yeah. ever heard of it or I'm
1: sure people the have
0: idea of like basically disintegrating people and sulfuric acid and stuff. And
1: uh. I so really quick. I thought it was so weird that you could find when they were like, yeah, doctors knew to look for gallstones because they're looking for human remains in liquid are... form in a yard. Like he's dumping the stuff outside yeah. in a yard. How do you look for liquid in a yard?
0: yeah uh, and is they that had a they thing knew that gallstones look, are not they look like are, rocks like okay. actual rocks right so and they were like more able, impervious to sulfuric acid
1: i'm guessing yeah so they're like actual stone it's a calcium buildup yeah. so they were able to distinguish between these rocks and like pebbles versus other rocks, rocks which i'm like what even and in then, 1940 yeah, something
0: imagine Amazing. imagine she didn't suffer from gallstones or
1: dentures she well, how her dentures that's,
0: that's actually that kind of like bypassed my thoughts completely yeah. i didn't even think about that and
1: like, her purse and her and, and her granted, dentures he, he admitted
0: it yeah to it all but still yeah like there was imagine yeah
1: but like pretty much nothing of everyone else i know it's crazy I yeah
0: know. yeah Well, all right. Yeah.
1: So now we're going to go to bed with Sweet Dreams after this.
0: Sweet Dreams are made of this. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, yeah. If you guys have any other uh, suggestions or, you know, we've got a nice little theme for the majority of season three that I think we're going to uh, try to adhere to. Yeah. So we're excited for that. We're going to see if we can pull it off, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see if you guys pick um, it up. Let's see, <laughs> yeah. let's see
1: who the first one to message us and be like, yeah, you guys yeah, are obvious. This, <laughs> <you> guys, <laughs> so and obvious. also, you guys are fucked up. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. if you
0: guys enjoyed it, I hope you you yeah. know feel free to leave a like, leave a review. Do also, all try the, not to send too much
1: hate mail about me sucking at the music. I'm sorry. I tried. I feel like I <laughs> Listen, carried a strong was a the first few that rounds was tough before one, this. So. Yeah, I
0: um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it, and... I guess that's it.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next time.
0: All right, we'll talk to you then.
1: Bye. Adios.